1982 was an interesting year for wrestling in general. It wasn't yet at the boom that would happen 83, 84, 85. And it wasn't old school, really, still. It, we had left the 70s style, not completely, it was still around, but it wasn't what was seen as the cutting edge. And two of the workers who I think really defined what the West Coast territories were capable of at that point were Buddy Rose and Matt Bourne. And Bourne is an absolute legend, so is Rose. Those guys are both phenomenal workers, understood the psychology of the ring better than almost anyone. And their feud in Portland was incredibly, incredibly smartly done. What is fascinating, though, is that that feud led to only a few classic matches, but one that I absolutely think everyone who is listening to this podcast will be interested in was a no-DQ lumberjack match. Now, this series is going to talk a lot about different gimmick matches, and of course a lumberjack match is when you have a whole bunch of folks standing around the ring, and if the wrestler gets tossed out, typically if the face gets thrown to the heel side, the heels will beat them up. If the heel gets tossed to the face side, the face will beat them up. If they're thrown to their own side, they'll help them back in. Supposedly, this dates back to lumberjack camps and fights that would happen there. Okay. Not really important for this story. What's interesting is that Bourne could go. Rose, at this point, was already one of the best workers in the U.S. And what he knew how to do better than anyone, and in this match it shows it perfectly is that he knew how to make his opponent's offense look perfect. And in addition, he knew how to fold his offense in with their their offense and their selling in a way that made him look like he legitimately deserved to be in there with them. Because to look at him, he's not much to look at. He's a kind of a pudgy guy, always has been. And Bourne is in great shape, but... More importantly, he moves so fluidly. And while I was watching this match, which I hadn't seen in probably 10 years, the way that Bourne moves was so incredibly fluid. He was, not only was he fast, but he knew how to transition between doing one thing and another. And what's interesting about Portland wrestling, and I, I've, my experience of Portland is basically based off two things. One, a series of compilation tapes from that I got in the 90s from John McAdams. And two, from actually having two episodes of it that were shown when I was in, uh, I think it was in Canyonville. I was in somewhere in Southern Oregon. Bourne's punches are phenomenal. And while this is sort of the classic start-and-stop style of wrestling that Portland was big about... The emphasis on the punch, the emphasis on the, I wouldn't say the oversell, but making every piece of impact look like it was a big deal. And if you look at Bourne and you watch Bruiser Brody matches from the early 80s, they're incredibly, incredibly similar in the way that they present themselves. And one of the very rare instances I could think of recently when you see a Harley Race knee drop that looks like it could be a finish. This is a really, really good match, and it shows the that Buddy Rose 
should legitimately be a Hall of Famer. I really believe that. That Bourne, whose career never went to the places it should have. And it's not super bloody. It's bloody, but not like... On the Muda scale, it's barely a three. But the match itself is the kind of brawl that, if you were to see this today, you would think, well, it's kind of primitive. It's not... It's not informed by sort of the classic brawling methodology. But at the same time, you can see elements of particularly 1980s brawling. And when we see, of course, we get to see Rose use a chain because it's no DQ, it gets cool. 